0: It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin-Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Blue Darter Sports
1: Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's great to be with you today, coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Pleased to be joined by John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner newspaper. Of course, he's been covering the Blue Darters for many years and is a foremost authority on Blue Darter athletics. Look forward to getting a great converse, having a great conversation with John today. It was, it's uh, end of the school year. school uh, let out this week at the Popka High School in Orange County Schools and pretty much most schools throughout the state. And we will be talking kind of a year in review with John, looking at various sports over the course of the year. We'll, of course, talk about football, the big spring football game last week take a look ahead to next season upcoming fall football season and also what's on tap for other sports that are as well so it's kind of going to be a kind of a varied discussion today it'll be of course all blue darter sports all the time for the next hour coming to you live from porky's original barbecue in apopka i want to encourage you to come up and see us and have lunch with us after the show john thanks for joining us
2: Uh, thank you for having me roger good day to be here the what little sprinkling was done is, is completed, at least at this point. So, uh, you know, roads are dry, and, and nice cloud cover for us.
1: And uh, Pete Paquette's here with us. Great to have Pete joining us at Porky's once again this
3: oh, week. Nice to be back here. This is beautiful out here. Yeah, a little cloud cover. Uh, John really keeps the sun out of here. They've got nice filter and nice cover here anyway out here on the beautiful Porky's patio. So come by. Have lunch with us. Let's talk some uh, Blue dart sports.
1: You know, Joe, why don't we just start with, with football? You know, we were talking about it off air before we went on air just a moment ago. Um, you had a you – know, and let me start it this way. You know, I'm always that person that says, you know, I don't put a lot of stock in spring games, I don't, the outcome, the score. I don't put a lot of stock in preseason games, the score. Um, you, but having said all that, I actually came away from from our spring game last week with visiting Orange City University, who's, you know, as we all know, is a very, very good team. Uh, with a very uh, with a great star player, Lorenzo Lingard, I, I'm feeling very optimistic now after the game last week. So I, I guess I'm maybe little maybe a little conflict, but uh, you know it, it looked like, and I want to get your insights, but it looked like both schools. First of all, you know, RNC University is a quality opponent, and uh, it looks like both schools pretty much played that game to win, and uh, with just a lot of lot of things that we. Apopka fans had questions, question marks about about players that are graduating, holes to be filled, uh, seem to be answered, uh, you know, um, in a good way at least at least last Thursday night.
2: I, I don't think there's any doubt, Roger. There were some definite bright spots, uh, and, and you know, anytime if you're a competitor, especially like Rick, uh, Kapopka coach Rick Darlington is, you're gonna anytime you you put a team on the field, you want to win, no matter whether it's in May or. February or December, you know November. Um, so uh, that part was was successful, and, and you know, I it, it's sometimes it's hard to remember spring scores uh, that were maybe a month ago, even uh, in, in terms of football. But uh, I, I think how you play and how the team looks is is a definite spot you want to look at, and playing a quality opponent. I think you know that was one thing both both teams got to play a, a solid opponent who. They weren't going to run over, or you know, somebody who was even out of their league on the other end, like a, I don't know, a national power or something. But uh, you know, the, the one, the one thing that there were some bright spots. Uh, you know, Jacory and Davis Hamilton comes to mind as uh, you know, running for three hundred and seventy-two yards. Um, I, he he just he was able to, and, and there were some things that forget the yardage, but but there were some things, some some broken tackles, and, and I, I, excuse me for this, uh, but uh, being a, a Tennessee guy, I honestly, as I'm watching some of the game film this week, he reminded me somewhat in his running style of uh, Josh Dobbs, who is now on the Pittsburgh Steelers as a, uh, with the Steelers as a rookie, a Tennessee quarterback. Uh he he kind of glides more than, but he, and he's able to make people miss. He's not breaking tackles in the traditional sense of just like Lingard did with, with a few times, uh, just running over people or you know shouldering them and just make them bounce off. But but I thought uh, Davis Hamilton made people miss. He sloughed them off more than ran over them, uh, glided by them. Hey, you know you look at his. And it doesn't look like he's just blazing speed. It's not a Deshaun Massey type of up and down the field. It's more of a glide, and 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 that's it, like say as a Tennessee fan, that, that's way uh, Josh Dobbs was for us. There were times I'm like, "Go, guy, go!" And he's still out. I'm, I'm thinking he's not running at full speed. He's still outrunning the the opponent, or or at least gliding by them, getting by them, avoiding them, avoiding the tackle. And and so I I thought I saw a little bit of that in. in and Jacory, and and he just uh, he got the job done. Now he also got plenty of help from up front, and those guys up front. Uh, once the snap situation got settled, and that outside of injuries, that's going to be fine in the fall uh, because it, I mean, it, it got fine uh, later in the game, and and you know there were times where in that offense the snap anymore. No, well, rarely do teams get under center, so everybody's got to get that that uh, that center snap. Good and it has got to get back to the to the quarterback or whoever's getting it as in the Popka's offense uh, maybe no quarterback, but uh, you know that's got to get solved and and it was solved i like I say as long as Jake Coggle is is able to be at center, Popka's going to have no problem with a snap right
1: and just for those that, that weren't aware that our, our regular starting center Jake Coggle was playing another position right. in the first quarter and that you know, led to the you know the bad snap problem
2: and eventually got him the, back the, so for that that's quarter. where it needs to stay. But,
1: but let's talk about, and of course, Apopka won the spring game 38 to 22 over Orange City University, as we've said, a very good high school football program, and if of course, which was heard right here on 1520 WBZW. And um, let's just talk about some of the, you know, I think. Unexpected things that happened, and some of the things we were, we were question marks going in. Of course, you know one of the big topics was you know, losing the whole backfield, literally the blocking back, everything, and and yeah. the leading receiver to Marius August. And you know, losing, as, as I put it, ninety nine percent of our total offense from last year. And which, yeah, you know, and what's you know, I always kind of marvel at Coach Darling that he's so outside the box, you know. I guess the traditional thinking is, oh, gee, you're worried about all the guys you left. Well, you know, leave it to Coach D to, you know, keep pulling rabbits out of, out of the hat, you know. But anyway, so now the big story, are, are, is is as you mentioned, Jakorian, Davis Hamilton, who was taking the place of. Dimitri Birch going to Oregon uh, had this monster game, and now he's a he's a sensation uh, as as a, as a rising sophomore. The kids, you know literally was 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 a ninth grade, you know uh, He'll be a sophomore in the fall. So, but just tell us a little bit about Jacorian Davis Hamilton and talk a little bit about the game that he had.
2: Well, it, you know, he was a on the last fall he was on the uh, Popka freshman team that again went undefeated for the eleventh straight year, and um, you know he was. The, the, for lack like of a better term, the quarterback. And they ran the single wing, and even more simply than the varsity runs it, just a handful of plays. Uh, not that the varsity has a lot of plays, but they do a lot more formation-wise than than the freshman team does. And um, uh, so, you know, he was one of those when, you know, I saw a little bit of some of the freshman games, a few of the freshman games, and, and it was like, okay, who is this kid? You know, I mean, he stood out. There's no doubt about that. Um from all accounts, he has a great attitude. is is coachable and that type of thing, and that that goes so so very very far. I mean, you got like guys like Martez Ivey and, and Chandler Cox, and and then on and on, who are just eminently coachable. Um, and so, you know, when you've got a situation like at Apopka, where the offense. It's going to be due to Darlington's ability to form out formation and 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 do whatever he needs to do to win. The the pop offense is going to be good, and you get guys like that who have some natural ability, and and they're they're good guys and and our program guys. They're gonna they're gonna see some numbers now. I you know his offense, the pop offense under Darlington is not going to feature one guy. Uh, we we've seen that now. That doesn't mean that he and and you know might not end up with you know well over a thousand yards uh, next year. Of course, they've got a pretty tough schedule, but uh, over a thousand yards and and then you know who knows uh, you know there's Cornelius Williams who didn't even play in the spring game and he was the the leading uh, returning ground gainer for Apopka, uh although it not not all that much last year. So uh, there's others that that will see some playing time in the fall. Um, and so, and then Jackson Darlington, uh, the coach's son, is will see some time, and he's he had 66 yards uh, the other night, and, and that was a. Uh, a solid outing for him, and, and he did a lot of the dirty work up, up the middle. And, yeah, he and, kind of did the
1: between the tackles, and t- right? And took running.
2: some, took some, took some shots that way, and then, you know, caught a couple passes. And on that one fourth and twenty-two, caught a twenty-three yarder. Well, he caught it at about twenty or twenty-one yards and bullded his way to the, and got slapped really hard with a, by a defensive back, but then was able to lunge forward and get the first down. Uh, you know, that was that was a, a big play, even though Popka didn't score because of the halftime. The second quarter clock ran out after that, but uh, a, a play or two later. But, uh, you know, you still made a, a – on 4th and 22, you were still able to convert through the air. <laughs> you know, and that's not going to happen with a pop all that often. But
1: uh, And that was a beautiful <clears throat> pass
2: from Ja'Cory and was. Davis Hamilton, right? He was 3-for-3 three three in the air, and uh, uh, it was a, you know – was able to put the ball on the money and had a couple nice catches uh zion hill had a nice catch for the first reception of the game went down on the sideline and and snagged it went to the the ground right before falling out of bounds and and so you know caught it about a foot off the ground maybe and so that was that was a nice catch and and then uh, jackson darlington had the other two catches and and so you know I think it's going to be a typical Popka team. Uh, you know, the one thing they do need to work on, uh, I mean, other the center snap was the most glaring, but also uh, a lot of Davis Hamilton's uh, plays that were rushing ended up being rushing plays, counted as rushing plays, were, were actually pass plays that were called. And, and the, 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 the run blocking is great up front. There, I don't think there's any doubt about that with that offensive line. The pass blocking's got a long, long way to go. Um, got to be able to give give more than just a couple seconds. Even a guy like Davis Hamilton with his ability to get away and, and that type of thing, he's still got to be able to get set, and, and you can't be throwing on the run every play. You know, that time. There's still got to be some kind of semblance of a pocket back there for him.
1: Friends, you're listening to Blue Dollar Sports Central. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue. It's the place to start your weekend every Friday. We'll be sticking around for lunch. Of course, our guest is John Perry. Editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner newspaper, Pete Paquette's here producing on site. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Garter. We'll continue with John, and we'll take a little break right now. We can back. We'll continue to talk with John Perry about recap of the Apopka Blue Darter Spring football game, looking ahead to the fall football season, and, of course, a recap on other sports at Apopka High School this year and looking ahead for those sports as well on Blue Darter Sports Central today. Please stay with us. We're coming to you live from Porky's on Blue Darter Sports Central. We'll be right back.
0: It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter
1: Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you today on a great Friday throughout Central Florida. It's a great day to be in a Popka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live. It's a great day to be at Porky's, and that's where we are. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue right in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street which, of course, is Highway 441. Pleased to be joined by John Peary, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner Newspapers. Pete Paquette is engineering on site. Come on up and join us. We'll be having lunch after the show, of course. And before we go back to John, let me tell you about a few of the things that you can get at Porky's. Of course, you think everybody knows about the Porky's famous Monster Ribeye Sandwich, but they've also got great specialty sandwiches such as the Barbecue Cuban, the the legendary Pig Dip, And the mac daddy burger which is a huge chunk of ground beef covered with macaroni and cheese also want to let you know about the sheriff kevin berry feast for four and of course that's another porky's original that includes one pound of spare ribs a half chicken a half pound of pork four large sides four pieces of garlic toast all for just thirty-seven forty-nine, and all only at Porky's. That's the Sheriff Kevin Berry Feast for Four. Come on up to Porky's and ask him about the Sheriff Kevin Berry Feast for Four. And of course, don't forget every Wednesday, it's Porky's Hump Day Special, which is their famous pulled pork sandwich, two sides, a side, and a drink for just six seventy-five. Porky's Original Barbecue. Now let's go back to John Perry. John, you know. You know Pete, let's go ahead and talk about, because Pete brought up off the air, you've got a very interesting schedule this year. In fact, virtually every single game is going to be huge. Every single game will be a marquee game, not just for Apopka Blue Rider football fans and our opponents' fans, but for Central Florida and even, in some cases, Florida high school football fans. Uh, The first game that I – let's talk about first and one I think even – is the most interesting on a very interesting schedule is we'll be playing lakeland high school which of course is one of the powerhouse programs for the last 50 or 60 plus years in florida it's also coach darlington's alma mater where he played high school football and and hometown and it's that the coach at lakeland is coach darlington's high school football coach coach bill castle
2: yeah if i'm not mistaken bill castle's been at Lakeland for 45 years as head coach, and, and Rick Darlington also served a little while on, on his staff there after getting out of college, and so I started his coaching career there. Um, you know, that is a very intriguing game. Uh, Apopka's played there once, and that was a spring game of of uh, 2002, the year, uh, at the spring after Apopka had won the, the first state title in 01, and uh, you know, Popka lost late on a on a pass, uh touched, a touchdown pass and don't remember much else about the game but uh do remember that. But you know, it was one of those things where eh, you know, it's it's like most spring games. You don't you don't really worry about it. You just wanna see who can play maybe a little bit. But uh yeah, this this game in, in uh it's on uh, September eighth at Lakeland at seven o'clock. All the Popka games this year which will be starting at seven o'clock, by the way. Um, you know, it's it's intriguing as heck and as uh as much as I know Rick Darlington uh, you know appreciates and respects Bill Castle and has been wanting to play him for a while, uh, the, the competitor in Rick Darlington would love nothing more than to walk away with uh, a big a big victory in that game. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that um, and, and they'll, they'll, it'll, it'll be a little extra special game for him, I'm sure. And you know the one thing Roger this year, is that a game like that, and, and this is what they envisioned, I guess, at the FHSAA, uh, the, the change, who is in control of the, of the system, that the playoff system and how all that works. And, you know, they envisioned games like this meaning at least something to the, to the playoff uh, birth. Um, you know so every game means a little something in the in the system now where they have these system points and it depends on how your your opponent finishes the year how it you know if they go seven and three versus nine and one versus three and seven or or, or worse um, you know you get certain system points uh, and you get of course more if you beat that team uh, and you get fewer points if you if you lose to that team and you can lose to a team that's Say nine and one or ten and zero, and get just as many points as beating a team that maybe is two and eight and three and seven. So, uh, in the system that they have, so it, this even it doesn't affect if you win your district, you're in the playoffs. But but the the system points will determine the seeding in that case. And then the that's four out of each region's playoff system uh, uh, playoff spots, and then the other four are. Uh, determined strictly by system points. so and then the seating but I you know it's it's going to be I you know who knows what Lakeland will end up but you got to figure they're at least a seven win team in a bad year and so you know eight nine and ten uh, is is what you can count on and, and you know dr. Phillips who's the the week after that at dr. Phillips is a is a another eight nine ten wins team. Uh, the team the first well, the, the preseason game is Daytona Beach-Mainland, and and that won't count in any system points, but, boy, it will. And, and in high school, I, you know, with just the one preseason game and it's the week before the opener, I think it means more in terms of where your team is than than a NFL uh, preseason game would ever mean, and so uh, you know uh, Daytona Mainland. There again, like talking about the spring game with University and Apopka both being quality teams, uh, it's even a step up with Mainland uh, in terms of competition for Apopka. So uh, you know they they open the or have the preseason game against Mainland. Then the first regular season game is against Okoye, who Apopka handled very easily last year um, in terms of score, sixty-two to seven. But that team really got a lot better uh, as they went on. Now they've had a coaching change already. Uh, and so, you know, they, they've they got a situation where, uh, you know, they've got a new coach who's come in, and, and they won their district last year. Uh, they improved to that point. So uh, I, I don't think it will be – a. I don't see any kind of 55-point game this year. Uh, now, should a Popka be favorite? Absolutely, and and uh, but but uh, I wouldn't expect that it, it would be a game that a Popka would would lose outside of you know the major upset type of thing. Then Miami Norland comes into town. They, they'll be here two years in a row. Uh, Norland. Uh, if you recall beat Edgewater a year, uh, many years ago back about 15 years ago uh, Edgewater scored a, a touch in the state championship game Edgewater scored uh, a touchdown with 40 something seconds to, or so to go and then a couple of plays later Miami-Norland threw about a 70, 80 yard pass to win to, in the final 10 15 20 seconds of the game to beat Edgewater so um, that's a great program and what they'll bring up I don't know but they'll bring up some athletes if they bring coaches yeah, w- county always has yeah great, if they bring up coaches who players. know what they're doing with that with that team they'll be solid and, and very good uh, and then and then the Lakeland game then the dr. Phillips game <clears throat> then another finally get a, a uh, the first regular season home game of the after the, the the preseason game against Mainlands at Apopka, but then the first regular season home game will be uh, on September what is that twenty second um, against Boone and and you know Boone's going to be well coached they're going to give their all their their kids are going to do everything Apopka should be able to you know it's, it's homecoming Pop should be able to give you know the alumni a, a, a good homecoming game um, you know and then. Uh, it, then you hit the road for a couple more games against a district game against Evans, a, a team that's uh, you know if if, if their act can get together, they they're obviously got potential of, of being great. Um, but Apopka, they're you know at least at this point you think that's an Apopka victory. Then Apopka's has uh, got to go to uh, the next week on October sixth, go to Jacksonville Mandarin, uh, so a, a, you know 125 mile trip or whatever. Um, Popka's had some pretty good success in Jacksonville, uh, certainly in the playoffs. Uh been, I don't remember a Popka going to Jacksonville for a regular season game that I can recall off the top of my head, uh, over the last several decades we'll just say. <laughs> um and then, then there's uh, the you know, a huge, huge district game the next week. Uh Popka comes back home on October thirteenth for a for a West Orange, a game against West Orange, and yeah, the Warriors were two and eight last year, but that was after you know they finished what were they thirteen and one the year before, I think, or twelve and one, uh, whatever they were. They beat Apopka twice the year before, so they've got they they're going to be Apopka. I mean, they, they're going to be up for Apopka. They're going to be ready to play Apopka. Um, we'll see how, how, but that's a huge district game. Uh, then Apopka is a week off. And then host Wakaiva. And, you know, as we saw last year, and, and Wekaiva's <clears throat> lost, I think, only one or two, excuse me, two off their defense that was really stout last year and just stuffed Apopka for the run most of the time in, in last year's game, um, even as strong as Apopka's offense was uh, last year. So, uh, you know, Weka- and the Wekaiva's got some guys who who uh, used to play at Apopka. And, and will be eligible to play in the fall for Wakiva, And I imagine they would love nothing more than to be among the first Wakiva team to beat Apopka. And that's a huge monster district game. I, I think it could very easily be one of those where both teams are, are looking at one, maybe two losses at the most, you know, uh, at that point of the season and, and uh, undefeated in district play very easy like they were last year going into that game. Uh, you know, after that, Popka gets uh, Oak Ridge, or goes down to Oak Ridge. Uh, I, I give Oak Ridge credit for stepping up and playing a Popka again, uh, just as a new boon. Um, so, um, you know, that, it's a tough, tough schedule, and, and I don't think there's any doubt. And, and especially that first, the first half of it. I'm not, and I'm not talking down the the bottom half of the schedule, but it's just consistently at. You know, having mainland and even preseason is still a tough game. You know, having Miami, in Orleans, Lakeland, Dr. Phillips, all in a row. Uh, you know, that's just a that's a tough gig right there. And and we'll see how it all shapes out. Injuries are going to. You know, the Popkins team's going to have to grow up. These these kids you were talking about earlier, uh, who the, the, especially the skill position guys, they're going to have to grow up and 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 in a hurry because you know. The preseason game will be against Mainland, and they're known for their defense. You just don't score on Mainland. So,
1: very great schedule, tough schedule, but one of the. Uh, residuals of that is it's a lot of exciting games an exciting game literally every single week and
3: you know what and it's going to make great radio too because we're going to be there for every single one of them and so that's you know with a lot of a lot of games on the road not a lot of blue daughter nation fans can get uh you know we'll be able we'll to be, be there so here we'll, it's right so, here yeah right here on 1520 and, WBZW. and online of course of course online 1520 wbzw.com so want to remember that too get the app you know it's easy just plug it right in
1: you know, you can't say enough about Coach D going to play his his mentor, you know, his high, his own high school coach, Bill Castle, in an elite program at Lakeland. Then, of course, Popka, Dr. Phillips that that says it all right there. A fifteen to fourteen game uh, victory for us last year when we were trailing fourteen nothing at halftime. Um, West Orange again, you know, what? You, you know, don't get any better, bigger rivalry than that in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, we could go go on and on. But it's, you know, even we're really with the, uh,
3: the schedule. even with the build-out of the new uh, West Orange Relief School, Windermere. You know, they're not really going to have. There's no seniors there this year. The the West Orange team pretty much stays intact at this point.
2: Right? Yeah, well, obviously the underclass the underclassmen would would be affected, and and that's a great point. Uh, to, to make and we'll see yeah. I, I don't know i, I don't C- C- coach head seems to attract more transfers than he ever <laughs> ever
1: loses yeah <laughs> but, but... so
2: I, who knows i mean there uh, from what i understand there's pretty much a uh, almost a 50 50 split in in the west orange school population so they'll go from being huge to you know literally half that size yeah. or let's say a little more even that that's that's got to affect you somewhat but uh I have a I have a feeling that that West Orange won't lack for any uh, talent on the football mm-hmm. team again this year.
1: But, but it's a great point because if you if you track it historically, over the past 30 years or or even more, usually when a new school opens up, puts a dent. In, in 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 the uh, existing school, I mean, uh, you know, for, at least for a couple of years, and sometimes sometimes for longer.
2: Especially when there's that many kids. I mean, like when when uh, Ocoee opened up the new Okoie, uh, you know, it took four or five hundred Apopka kids. Uh, didn't make that much difference from a uh, that I saw from a, a athletic slash sports standpoint. Uh, when Wakaiva opened up, there was, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember the the number, but it was. Well over a 1, thousand fifteen hundred I think uh, it, who would have gone to a popka' uh, were at were, then we're at Wakaiva. and and you know that obviously can make a difference uh, I know it, it had more of an effect on baseball than it did on on football if I remember correctly and uh, but uh, you know it, it depends part of it depends on the sport and and I think uh, you know football we'll see at West Orange but uh, it's with it being more of a an even split with Windermere and West Orange, uh, you know that that could have an effect on, on West Orange. But like I say, I don't think they'll they'll be they may have fewer numbers, a little bit less depth. But uh, I don't know that they'll be hurting for their top line guys, at, at least uh, you know from a from a wholesale standpoint, anyway.
1: Well, it's time for another break and a quick break to hear from our sponsors. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Please stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central
1: with Roger Franklin Williams. Hope you're having a great Friday. We are, of course, we're coming to you live from Porky's, and it's always a great Friday at Porky's. We'll be having lunch afterwards. Come on up and join us. Also, before we go back to our guest, who is John Peary, the editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner and a, one of the foremost authorities on Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics and Apopka Blue Daughter Football, want to let you know and remind you about the Porky's Hump Day Special. Of course, a lot of you, I know, already have it uh, written in stone on your calendar, but uh, we have new listeners every week. Well, the Porky's Hump Day Special is Porky's famous pulled pork sandwich. Uh, One side and a drink for just $6.75. That's all day, every Wednesday, only at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Popkin. Come on over and see Steve and the gang and have a great day at Porky's every day. Now back to John Perry, editor of the Popkin Chief and Planner Newspapers. And, John, would kind of like to talk about some of the other sports, too, um, you know, before we uh, end our show today. But let's wrap up a couple of things on, on football. I would like to um, just – well, I just got kind of a question that out of my own curiosity. You know, winter, uh, West Orange – had an uncharacteristic season under Coach Bob Head's leadership last year. Of course, as soon as he went over there, they started winning big. And um, But last year, they went 2-8, and eight. as you said, coming off of a season where they only lost one game and, and made it deep into the postseason. Uh, what, first of all, what do you make of, of the bad season they had last year, and, and what do you make of their prospects of, of you know, getting back to more like the, the, the way it's been, the regular re- winning, uh, you know, big-time winning teams they've had under under Coach Bob Head.
2: Well, I think that uh, Pete brought this up a while ago about the, the w- uh, opening of Windermere High School in the fall, and they will take a, a goodly number of West Orange kids. Uh, they will all be underclassmen as there are no seniors at uh, Windermere this year. Uh, all the seniors will stay at West Orange, and, um, you know, so – uh, from what I've heard, it's, it's strictly a, a split with with West Orange, uh, and they're trying to give each school now a chance to even, you know, to grow back. And you know, it's kind of like pruning a plant, you know, it, it, with the growth around here, it just continues. Uh, so, but uh, I, I would think West Orange would would find some guys, uh, you know, I, yeah, I th- their defense I, was was awful. Yeah, I, and they were really young on defense, really young. So now. That tells me those guys were underclassmen. How many of them were sophomores who would be rising juniors and would then now be going to Windermere? And instead of having that year of... Of uh, experience, trying to get that that done under under defensive coordinator Ty Parker. Are they now going to Windermere? I don't know how many of those are in that boat, uh, but but I'm sure there's some, a few. And so, I would think that uh, they've got to be affected by the opening of Windermere. That being said, I don't think there's any doubt that I would be. Totally shocked to see them at, at a two and eight kind of mark this year. Now, would I be surprised to see them ten and zero again? Oh yeah, uh, but but I think there there'll be more of a, a situation where they're. Uh you know, have a winning record, six, seven, eight wins, but but we'll know they they are obviously not as familiar with their roster, and especially with I think the wild card is definitely the, the opening of the new school that that will affect them, and certainly it's got to affect their numbers if nothing else, and maybe more their freshman and JV teams uh, right off the bat. But then that you know until things build back up, that can that can hurt your varsity a year or two from now as well. So. You know they'll have they have some good seniors, but uh, you know some of the the rising sophomore and freshmen or sophomore and and juniors, uh, the, we'll see. Uh, you know how many of those end up at, at Windermere, and if if the numbers are, you've got not only numbers but quality is some of your you might have. Ten guys who are now at Windermere instead of at West Orange, but maybe they were JV backups even or something. Yeah, we think
1: the really good players would stay at West Orange. I
2: mean, they've got an established program, and, and maybe some guys it, that are looking for well,
1: opportunity might might make the. And, and and
2: that's that's a point, uh, you know. But uh, you've also got, and I know there's all the the transfer stuff and this, that, and the other. But uh, I would I would guess. That those, that let's let's say there's a kid who's a rising junior, for instance, but who's a really good player, played on that young defense that they had last year. Um, but he's zoned, will be zoned to go to Windermere now. Well, I'm assuming that West Orange is losing so many people, so many students, that they will have capacity available to that young man who, if he wants to stay at West Orange, no matter if he's zoned for for Windermere because of the state law. I don't take advantage it. of that open enrollment. Though. Yeah, if oh, okay. I understand it correctly, as long as there's uh, capacity at the school, uh, you're able to, to go to that school. So you know they can keep some kids that way, maybe. Uh, and and then, uh, but it could be the other way around for a, for a young man who's maybe still zoned for West Orange and who's a rising sophomore, or rising junior, and didn't see much playing time last year. Maybe sees an opportunity at Windermere, like you say. Uh, so uh, you know. That that could affect depth. That type of thing could affect depth as much as anything. But uh, I don't think there's any doubt West Orange is is going to bounce back. I think two and eight was the anomaly for them.
1: And regardless of what the record is, it's a must win must game for us because there's a district game and we have got to win all those. Uh, that so. was that was why your dad hired <laughs> Jim Gurkey to, to beat Winter Garden. But, um, in Sanford too, but that's another story. But well, uh, he he, but, he, got, he got both of them done too in, yeah, in a big way. Yeah. Um. We um we for, before we talk about the other sports, I did a couple more things about football. One of the things that I thought found very um, encouraging was I was you know as you mentioned we had four key players that have left Apopka on defense to go to Wekiva, Now, one of them had been I guess kicked off the team already, but uh, three that, that you know that were that when it just chose to transfer, and I was concerned about because those are, those guys are good players. But you know, it seemed like the guys that stepped that play, took their place uh, stepped up and played just as well or better, at least in, in the game against Orange City. So I was very encouraged by the defensive effort against Orange City. Um, you know, not just those players that replaced the players that left to go to Wicama, but also the entire defensive unit in, in two areas. One. Thought was very you know, very encouraged by the way we uh, handled Lorenzo Lingard. I mean, he got 100 plus yards, but still, it wasn't like he ran all over us either. And and, and pretty much uh, kept their running game under control, um, for lack of a better phrase. And and then, with an elite running back, and then our pass defense, I thought was 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 excellent. Was 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 very very good. Right.
2: So, I, I don't think there's any doubt, Roger. You know, uh, got. Chance Bush, who transferred in from the first academy, lives in a popkin, and uh, he's a, he he's a, a, senior, a rising a nice senior. Nice tackles, and so, hard hits. Yeah, he's he's the only thing that's that's not D one about him is his 5'8". Um, you know, his, his height. So uh, he'll he'll end up playing ball somewhere though on, on next year and uh, or two years from now. And so anyway, um, you know, Anthony Fieldings is a, a, a rising sophomore and. Uh, you know, Jerome Jackson had pretty good good game at linebacker for uh, far as pass defense goes. Uh, Des Barber transferred in from uh, Cherokee County, uh, which is north of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, he he did a good job at safety, and and Jacory and Davis Hamilton played some safety as well. So um, uh, you know he's uh, you're going to have guys who who play back there who. Uh, you know, they've they've shown some. I don't think there's any doubt. They sh- showed some some promise back there. Uh, you know, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, uh, University had 80 yards passing, uh, and, and Pop had three interceptions. Um, that's that's I pretty they, good. I think
1: they were under 500. Yeah. Uh, under, you know,
2: pass percentage too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. It was. It was. And so uh, you know. Part of that came. There was some good pressure up front. Michael Austin did did a good job. Yeah, I thought the defensive line played played great. Yeah, the, you know, I don't think there's any doubt. There's a, a a good solid core there on defense, and you know, I don't. I, a Popka traditionally hasn't given up a lot of running yards. Uh, every once in a while, that'll happen, but uh, you know, rushing uh, is not something you generally do on a Popka, and and I don't think. I mean, we saw that maybe the top running back in the state, and it, it he he got hit pretty hard for, and he I think he gained 114 yards on uh, close to 20 carries. So it wasn't uh, wasn't a lot of big yardage there, like the Davis Hamilton had for Apopka. So I, I don't the 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 defense definitely looks promising. Um, you know they'll they'll be probably blitzings a little more now this year or you know in the future uh got some some blitz packages that that they'll work out and work on over the over the summer and in the fall practice uh so i I don't think there's there's any doubt that, that the apopka defense will be a good solid defense and you know, especially against the run, but uh, looks certainly looks promising against the pass. That that's true.
1: And of course, one more major change, Coach Jeff Rolston, who's been our defensive coordinator for many, many, many years. You know, along with Coach Strongton, he's moving on. He will not. You know, he he wasn't here for spring, and right. so that's always just another another thing on your mind. Is is yeah, you know, we have a new defensive coordinator. But um, once again, one of the things that I took, not that we want to make too much of this game, but you know, I thought was definitely encouraging was was the defense looked looked really good. You yeah, Tom Palucci of, of, of is a the, new
2: the defensive d- coordinator coordinator and and he's been in the program so he's not not a new guy coming in he's he's done been a defensive coordinator before uh and so he he knows what he's doing we'll see how it ends up production wise but uh you know tom's tom's got a lot of fire uh he's he's uh, a guy who's who's gonna gonna stay excited and 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 uh get his point across very emphatically to the kids well, up on
1: our next break, when we come back, we'll talk some other sports on Blue Darter Sports Central today. We're coming to you live from Porky's and want to invite you to come up and join us for lunch after the show. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Our guest is John Perry, and we'll be right back.
0: It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station blue darter sports central on 1520 wbzw your hometown station now here's roger welcome back to blue darter
1: sports central with roger franklin williams it's great to be with you today we're coming to you live from porky's original barbecue in the heart of downtown apopka we'll be having lunch in a few minutes and invite you to come on up and join us for a great lunch at porky's come on up and join steven the gang, Heather, Woody, all the gang at Porky's Original Barbecue and a Popkin, tell them, of course, you're an a Popkin Blue Darter. Speaking with John Perry and John, one more thing before we move on from football that I, I neglected is and you mentioned it, but, you know, the offensive line uh, was, you know, the run blocking was was huge. Uh, part of the element, you know, of course, of the success of Ja'Cory and Davis Hamilton and the other running backs who did well, but you know, we've got a couple of uh, big-time players, you know, with experience coming back on, on the O line, Ed Montellus and, and Will Will Barnes, and, and a couple, of, and uh, of course Coggle is a good, solid high school offensive lineman with some experience, and uh, who'll be at center and um, some other guys as well.
2: Yeah, I, you, you mentioned Will Barnes and Ed Montellus, and they they definitely anchor it. And when they line those up, those guys that, are,
1: are huge. Yeah, they're,
2: they're, they're power five recruits, both of them. Right, are. exactly. And so you know they've got the size, but they've got the talent and the, the, the coachability again uh, to to make it in big-time college uh, football next year and uh, uh, in 2018 and, and beyond. And so, you know, when those guys come in and line up, and side by side, uh, you know that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I had right a chance there.
1: to see uh, a huddle, you know, which is a video service, and which just you know, saw a perspective. We can't really see what as things are unfolding, you know, announcing the game. And th- some of those holes were just absolutely huge. Right. Uh, that Davis Hamilton had to run through, and then I saw that this particular one I saw focused on Ed Montellus. He had multiple plays where he just knocked guys down. Just flat knocked him down, and then there was one play I saw where he knocked two guys down, you know, to help clear a path uh, on, on on one on one play.
2: Yeah, that's you know that's the the pancake or the roach, whatever they they have uh, as their term. You know, they've been called both through the years. Um, so uh, you know that's what they want, and that, you know coaches are always going to nitpick on them, and rightly so because you know try to get better, try to get better. Even a guy like uh, Martez Ivy, you know, they were not. You know they were on, on him just as much as anybody uh, through the through the years, and and so you know they'll be on Will and they'll be on Ed and and whatnot, and, and all the other Wilbert Peterson and you know Jalen Carter is uh, going to be at blocking back or tight end depending on the situation. Shaderrick Bradford.
1: Uh, yeah, Shaderrick Bradford. I forgot you know, to mention. Man. I think he made an, made the all district team if I'm not mistaken last yeah, year. And,
2: and he's you know he was the one who if they can get him injury wise, if they can have him at blocking back and, and Jalen Carter at tight end, Will Barnes and Ed Montellis, and Jake Coggle and Wilbert Peterson. And then the, the last spot is, is open for, for uh, you know, depending on injuries. Uh, you know, so uh, the Baker kid is, is, you know, solid there. Uh, so – I, this offensive line, this this blocking group, and, and including tight end and blocking back in the offensive line mentions, uh, Lord have mercy, that's that's a pretty good solid group, and that's going to help, you know, the inexperience in the in the skill positions uh, open some holes where they they can learn to, to run with a little more freely than than guys just uh, you know uh, coming at them all the time. And, and and I know it won't be perfect, but. Uh, I'd imagine there'd be a lot of high school coaches that love to have even two of those guys, much less all, all six or seven of them.
1: Let's talk about looking ahead other sports. And of course, we'll start at the top. Yeah, you know, we've had a, a change in athletic director, which is kind of old news because we actually had, you know, we've had Russell Wambles on the show several times and, um, you know, quite a few new coaches. Fred Priest went over to the new school that we were talking about at Windermere High School and Russell Wambles has returned. Of course, uh, Russell was the athletic director for Apopka before Fred Priest came over. And, um, you know, of course, you know, we've known Russell all our lives. You know, he was an outstanding athlete at Apopka High School and, Quarterback of the junior high foo- uh, winning junior high football team and a great baseball player back during the Sonny Wise era, but uh, you, did you want to ad- address the, ch- the change in, in athletic? Yeah, record?
2: obviously Russell was able to just come in and, and slide right in because it's it's old hat to him. Not, I mean, even if he had never been at a popka, he'd have been able to get in and, and, and start running from day one. But his, you know, knowledge Most of a it Dr. Phillips, right? His knowledge of a popka and uh, and and you know the community, the school. The people, the the places, and that type of thing. That's, you know, that was made it easier for him, and, and it was just like, you know, probably like six years prior when he when he left. You know, he just came back and just. Like okay, I'm back again. And, you know, it's just like it's the next Monday or something. You know, so anyway, I I don't think there's any doubt that that was a smooth transition. And uh, you know, there has been some changeover with the coaches uh, for various sports. Uh, several. I'd like to talk about. follow them going to Windermere. Uh, so.
1: About baseball, yeah. One, one thing I, I really. Am, Pleased about with Russell is that you know he understands the history and tradition of the program and has a passion for the history and tradition of the program and I think that's uh, just one thing that, that I think is personally I think it's crucial and you know it's uh, you get somebody that doesn't have that and as we see at other schools um, things can go south in, in a hurry but just wanted to make that point and it's uh, you know, very happy to see Russell come back if Fred chose to leave like
2: good administrators in this case athletic administrators he's got you know maybe a literally a list in his desk drawer uh but he's got at least a mental list of of people he would if he lost a coach for whatever reason a coach is no longer uh, going to be a coach at a Popka. he's got a, a mental at list at least if not a physical list of guys he would people he would like to have replace that that coach and uh that's why I was able to make the move so quickly on, uh, on to get you know, Mike McDaniel you know, to in replace our, you know, Eric Lassiter. Last few
1: minutes, let's talk about the baseball. And, friends, you're listening to Blue Garter Sports Central coming to you live from Horky's. Our guest today is John Peary, editor of the Popka Chief and Planner newspapers. And, you know, as we you know, had several coaches go over to, to Windermere uh, with, with Fred Priest, of course, Coach uh, Hauser, you know, who's both the wrestling and, and the bowling coach, you know, was one of those. Coach Mark Grisick you know, you know, took the head job of basketball from uh Having been our assistant um, basketball coach, but yeah, to me uh, it was it was tough to see uh, Coach Eric Lasser go over there. I mean, I thought he'd done a phenomenal job as our baseball coach, and you know, got to develop a great friendship with him as well. And it's kind of kind of a you know a blow to, to see that move happen. But I'd like to get your thoughts on it, and also, of course, we have Coach McDaniel. It's is has been hired quickly by by Russell, and I know Russell has a uh, 100 you know, confidence in him. So can you just can you address that situation?
2: Yeah, I, you know people do what they need to do for the best for them themselves and their families uh you know and that's where i kind of put the their eric Lasseter move i he's got to do what's best for him uh and he and his family and and I, you know he and his wife have a brand new baby girl who's born during the last uh this just recently completed baseball season and and you know so i he feels it's the the thing he needed to do and more power to him I you know uh, people that's that's what you've got to do you got to be true to yourself and your family I don't think there's any doubt about that that being said uh you know in this case Russell Womble's job was to get a new uh baseball coach a quality baseball coach as quickly as possible and you mentioned his passion for the for the program I you know he played uh, baseball at Apopka during some of the better the better times and and uh Russell was a, a pretty good shortstop, if i remember correctly so even though it's been several years uh but uh, you know there's i don't think there's any doubt that uh Mike McDaniel will will give it his best and we'll see how it all works out but uh you know the you mentioned Todd Hauser uh you know Todd's situation wrestling is is you know uh he, he feels like he's that that would be best for him down there at Windermere. Now, uh, Russell's hired Brett Seminelli to to be the uh, to be the the new wrestling coach. So the bowling thing, uh, you know, honestly, with some of the talent that's been around, uh, I, I mean, it's more like Phil Jackson with the Chicago Bulls, fill out the lineup card and and then let them do their thing, uh, you know, and and I, you know, so. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt that the bowling is, it's a different, it's like tennis and golf guys are, and, and ladies, you know, they do their thing, you know, outside of the high school realm, the, the top ones anyway, they do their thing outside of the high school realm. And that's where their, their main focus is. And a lot of them compete just, just to have some camaraderie and some team uh, uh, action and that type of thing. So I don't think there's any doubt that, uh, you know, the, the bowling will c- continue to be strong. Uh, So, uh, you know, we'll see how it all works out. But uh, I I think there's – Russell's got some good coaches in. We'll see how it, it, it all plays out in the end.
1: Of course, Petey Virgos will be moving on, so that'll, that'll be a big blow to the, the bowling team. Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. Oh,
1: anyway, friends, that's going to do it for our program. I want to thank John Perry for joining us for the full hour with a great report, great insights on Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics in general, and especially Apopka Blue Daughter football. We're, of course, looking forward to the season. In our closing moments, I want to share, let you know, of course, 1520 WBZW, Apopka's hometown radio station is the home of Apopka Blue Daughter, on-air home of the Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics, and we're all looking forward to Apopka Blue darter football coming right around the corner season actually begins in august and we're already talking about the big pre-season show uh, we'll have for you before yep. the season starts
3: we'll be here before we know it
1: thank you for joining us thanks for porky's for hosting us we're going to have lunch come on up and join us at porky's original barbecue in downtown apollo
0: it's blue darter sports central on 1520 wbzw your hometown station